Welcome, friends. You're listening to Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. This is the show where we read stories one portion at a time and spend a few moments appreciating the story behind the story. This is interactive serialized fiction. There's always more to the story and readers influence what happens next. Today we'll be reading from the Wren Island series, Part 1, Scene 6. Allison's aunts are up to something. Aunt Amelia seems like she wants to spill the beans. Why is Aunt Macy holding back? And what does Allison think is going on? We'll spend about six minutes reading this scene. Afterward, stick around for the story behind the story. Here we go. The Wren Island Series by Laura Joy Lloyd. Part 1, Scene 6. Allison threaded her way through the forest on a trail that led from her property to the commune. When she'd left the house, the ants had been poking around in the kitchen, exclaiming at things. They'd already broken a ceramic bowl. Aunt Amelia wasn't the most coordinated person. Neither was Aunt Macy. Oh, well, it was only for a few days. But until she got a replacement bowl, the stacks of the bowls in the cabinets were going to be uneven. The forest smelled damp and clean. It felt strange to be walking without Louise, but there'd been no convincing her to leave her post where she was watching the ants, her right upper lip twitching. Nothing ever got past Louise. It kind of made up for Lokita missing so much. So, Aunt Macy and Aunt Amelia, here on Wren Island. What would her mother say about it? Anne would be thrilled. For years, Anne had wished her sisters lived closer, wished Allison could get to know them better. But why were the ants finally visiting now? Anne was gone, and Allison had grown up and settled into her own life. Did the ants want money? Did they want to make amends of some sort? Her mother had never indicated there was anything to make amends for. The trail curved past a rocky outcropping before it opened to a meadow. The commune sat on a sloping hill directly above Allison's property, in a clearing with a view of the ocean below. Allison ducked under the rustic archway of twisted branches that marked the property entrance and walked past several outbuildings, scattering chickens and ducks as she did. In the courtyard of the main building, Ed Smith greeted her. Allison got straight to her point because that was how they liked to do things at the commune. Ed, do you think I could borrow a couple of cots for my aunts to sleep on? I don't have any guest beds at my house yet. Ed motioned for her to follow him inside past a main foyer fountain through a large dining room. At the end of a wide hall, Ed creaked open the door to a storage area. Allison chose two cots and started to hoist one under each arm. I'll drive them over in the Polaris later. Ed stacked the cots against one wall. Thanks. Ed driving the cots over in an all-terrain vehicle would be much nicer than her carting them down the trail on foot. Thanks a lot. Back at the house, Allison found her aunts balancing their suitcases halfway up the back stairs. She reached for the luggage and led the way. At the landing, she turned. Sleep in the same room or sleep in separate rooms? Same, the aunts replied at once. Allison climbed the final steps. 
ocean view or forest view? Goodness, Aunt Macy reached for Aunt Amelia's hand. Wherever you'd like to put us, sweetheart. Forest view then, because the room is larger and has two bathrooms off it. Allison pulled the suitcases to the room at the end of the hallway. A neighbor is bringing over two cots later. I hope you'll be comfortable enough. I guess if it's only for a few nights, it'll be okay. Her aunts busied themselves by unzipping suitcases and hanging clothes in a closet. Their few belongings stood out in the empty room. Allison helped Aunt Macy stash the empty suitcases on the closet floor, then joined Aunt Amelia at a window. I can hear the wind in the trees, Aunt Amelia smiled. And this room smells like pine. When it's warm enough, I like to open all the windows at this end of the house, Allison moved to the doorway. I'm going to figure out dinner. How about macaroni and cheese with bratwurst sausage? Aunt Amelia's face lit up. Is that what you eat? Allison laughed. It is tonight. We don't have any restaurants here on the island, but the grocery market owner makes the best muffins you've ever tasted. I'll pick some up in the morning for breakfast. In the kitchen, Allison felt a tug on her arm. Aunt Amelia was pointing to the birdcage. Oh, the birds! Allison grabbed a folding table from the butler's pantry, picked up the cage, and swept into the sunroom. While Aunt Amelia fed and watered her birds, Allison pulled bratwurst from the fridge and calculated how much macaroni and cheese to make. Aunt Macy clomped in and began setting the table. Lokito wandered in as the macaroni was simmering and the bratwurst was sizzling. Little Lokita, come to me, Allison sang. Lokita wandered close, with Louise nudging her from behind. Allison picked up the little white dog, tucked her under one arm, and turned to her aunts. And this is Lokita. Oh my, Aunt Amelia stepped forward. What happened to her eyes? Aunt Macy put an arm around Aunt Amelia. Allison stroked Lokita's soft, silky head. She had an eye disease. It got so bad, both eyes needed to be removed. The shelter didn't have money for the surgery, so I paid for it and adopted her. Louise came along because she's Lokita's best friend. You chose to bring home a blind dog? Aunt Amelia's mouth had dropped open. And her friend? Aunt Macy's voice cracked. Allison snuggled into Lokita's soft ears. Uh-huh. Macy, Aunt Amelia shook her head. We have to tell her why we're here. Allison, sweetheart, Aunt Macy reached for her arm. I think you'd better sit down for this. I think we'd all better sit down. We just read from the Wren Island series, Part 1, Scene 6. Whenever anyone says, you'd better sit down for this, it's gotta be something big. And it was little blind Lokita who tipped the scales, wasn't it? Lokita is based on one of my own doggies. My little Moki has cataracts, so her eyesight is deteriorating. And when I write about little Lokita navigating in her sightless way, I'm often describing how my little Moki bumbles through the house. Actually, both of Allison's dogs are based on my two dogs. We'll hear more about that in future episodes. Thanks so much for joining me here on Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd your host and author of the stories we read here. To keep reading, subscribe to the podcast or click on my website in the show notes and subscribe to receive my emails. You'll be included in a bunch of fun stuff like real-time behind-the-scenes peeks at the developing story. 
invitations to influence what happens next, and you'll be right there with me in those special moments when real life inspires a story. This is interactive serialized fiction. There's always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Thanks for reading with me.